Pete with the Small Business Exclusive Club podcast where small business owners come together to share their stories, their struggles, their accomplishments, and any of their advice. Um, I am your host today. Our normal co-host is Anthony Pryor. He is out today with other obligations, so we're kind of tag teaming this one and um, the podcast, and I'll record some, he'll record some, make it a little bit lighter load on both of us. Uh, today, we have our special guest, Joe Bachmore. He is the owner of Inner Circle Fitness in Wellington, which is where I am out of. Um, he's a good friend of mine, and I'm really excited to hear his story. Hi, Joe. Hey, Kate. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So um, I don't even want to try and do your intro because I think that you're going to do it way better than I can. So if you want, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and like what inspired you to start your small business. So I grew up here in Wellington my whole life. Um, I went to Wellington High School. Um, I played sports here in Wellington. I wrestled. I played football. I went off to college, um, Edinburgh University. Okay, you cut out for a second there. So start where you went to college. Yeah, sorry. Um, I got a phone call. Um, So I went to college, Edinburgh University of Pennsylvania. Um, I started there in 2005. And I wrestled for Edinburgh's Division One, and I studied sport administration. Uh, my plan was to be an athletic director after I graduated, but I wasn't real sure uh, exactly what I wanted to do. And then after I graduated, I came back to my hometown. I, w- I wanted to be around Wellington because my brother was finishing his senior year, so I wanted to be around. So in the meantime, before I started applying for other jobs, I started doing personal training here and kind of started small there's a 900 foot square foot um, office space uptown in wellington i started doing just personal training and then we expanded to some zumba classes and um the left to country scale the classes and then we expanded even more and there was another building i was rent to do jiu-jitsu and some other wrestling club stuff so we ended up having like Things going on that I was trying to manage, and uh, then this bigger building became available, and so we consolidated everything and started um, the gym. I think, I think it was 2011 two- when we were I've been in business for 13 years now. I've kept growing. I didn't really plan on in my whole life. I was going to be a, a athletic director and it just kind of kind of kind of what is that that's awesome congratulations that's a long time to be in business especially today thank you um so what were some of the initial challenges you faced when you first started with your business um and how did you stay motivated during the early stages when may have been slower Yeah, so it was it was definitely really hard. Um, in the beginning, it was just a 900-square-foot room. We were um, crammed in this small little office space, and I was um, working with a friend of mine, too. But uh, 
financially, I mean, it's, it's rough. Uh, the equipment that I had were just cheap gym equipment that I got from garage sales. The, I had four treadmills, I think, and they were like Walmart grade treadmills that, um, didn't last very long. Um, our sound system was a CD player that we had in there, like a boom box from the old school, like boom box CD players. And I had some members that would bring in CDs that like their kids made songs on. So it was kind of <laughs> cool. Um, but it was just like a very, very simple uh, and small. College, so I, I, so I didn't have like rent or anything like that at the, um, but I wouldn't have been able to jump into a regular gym and get a loan. Um, my struggle has always been managing people, I would say. I would say that's been my biggest struggle. Is People are a big problem <laughs> not not like a big problem but people are hard to manage it that's I think that's a common struggle with a lot of business owners I think a lot of us get in our head about it we make it a lot more difficult than what it needs to be like we set expectations for them as if they're ourselves but like no we're gonna run things the way that you want it run 110 percent and you know just different personalities and stuff so yeah, people is always a more difficult area for a lot of people. So, like, in the beginning, it was, like, me and this other guy. But, like you said, like, that's when you're learning how to do business. Like, there's, it's so overwhelming to begin with. And then you have to take, like, a friendship and learn how to be coworkers. Um, I never really had an organized, like, team handbook, um, which is probably been one of the harder parts because um, and sticking to that so anytime I have drama it's usually goes back to my managing um, through the last 13 years I would say that's been my biggest flaw is expecting things and having to follow up with all of that so yeah, I like that you definitely said, well, I want to touch back first, like the first thing that you were talking about was like how you um, started out with just like being in a little tiny office space with like, stuff that you found at garage sales and stuff like that. It's so gritty. And I love it. And um, because I think in the real world, most small business owners start out that way. Um I don't know too many small business owners that just hit the ground with a hundred grand in their pocket to invest into all the whatever that they needed and stuff like that. Um, I know most of the small business owners I know started like in their garage or in their basement or, you know, just working out of their living room and stuff like that. So I always love a good gritty start. Um, I think it sets you ahead whenever you have to build it up that way. Not necessarily it sets you ahead financially, but I think whenever hard times in business hit, it makes it like, oh, okay, I've been, I've struggled before, you know, like this is, you know, versus like people that walk into it with huge capital and stuff like that. They don't really see, they don't really maybe not appreciate it as much as somebody that has to start from literally scratch. Yeah. 
Um, and then to go back to your employee handbook and stuff like that, I love that you brought that up because systems and processes are such a huge part of business in general. Um, but they're like, it's probably one of the most left behind things in small business. And I think it's because when we all start and maybe I'm wrong, but like when we all start, like none of us start out thinking like, I'm going to have 13 employees or 1300 employees, you know, like, so we're all just kind of like trying to navigate it and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden it's like, you have these expectations, but it's like, well, how do the employees all know that you have the expectations if you don't have it wrote out for everybody and stuff like that. And like, everybody hates making manuals and handbooks and stuff like that. But then whenever you do come across a people problem, or a situation or whatever, it's like, well, what's the proper procedure to follow? And then you're just like, well, I don't know, because I don't have a procedure manual, you know? So I do love that you brought that up. That um, I think that's a huge point that a lot of small business owners neglect is making, putting their systems in place and like making an SOP Uh, manual and stuff like that so um, have you started implementing anything like that since dealing with it so I've tried to in the last 13 years I've tried back and forth where like in the beginning I got burned a lot because I didn't have any systems in place and there was no expectations or boundaries we just kind of were all friends and winging it then I did try to get like I did team handbook I had everybody sign it. We did staff training. I've brought in some um, professionals to come in and work with like professional trainers to kind of get everybody on the same system and page. And that's also got its flaws too, because if you write a team handbook, then you have to stand by your, <laughs> what's in that book. Um, you give to some like give someone a couple warnings and then whatever, you have to follow that and you can't go off of your, your, handbook um you can't play favorites you can't do anything it's very strict so like there's also some pressure that comes along with being super organized too um right now i the way my business is kind of set up is more hands-off where and this has worked best for my uh management style i guess um I feel like my staff has done a lot better since I've been more hands-off. Like instead of me being the employee employer of uh, my personal trainers, now they're subcontractors, they're renting space from the gym and they set their own rates. They set their own packages. Their clients are their clients and I'm not hovering over them, tell them what to do. And it seems to have worked out really well um, because they have the freedom of doing it their way. And we're still making money and we're still working as a team. So um, same with our class instructors, like they're subcontractors and it's a percentage base. So like the better instructors are doing awesome and they're staying here. Um, If you're not putting in the efforts and it's not worth your time, then you go. So um, it's kind of like a system that works out for me. But that's that's what's I've I've found for me that's worked the best has been giving them the opportunity to kind of manage their own business like their their own business owners within my business. 
me having to hover over top of them and try to control every aspect of of their work. Yeah, that definitely makes it a lot easier. And then I assume you just have like general guidelines, like they all have to follow, like clean up after yourself and stuff like that. That makes it a lot less. We do have a contract still that they have to sign where like there are certain boundaries where they're only allowed to train a certain amount of people at a certain time. They're given office space. Like there's rules that if they break, they will let them go. Like kind of some guidelines for them to follow. But for the most part, it's more on them. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That I think that takes a lot of stress off of your plate also, like, because like you said, it puts it on them. So if they do well, that's great. That's, you know, they did well. And if they didn't do well, then that's on them. Like, you provided them with the location and the equipment and the, you know, ability to take on their own little business inside of yours, and they just have to follow through and make sure that they represent your gym well. So I do like that. That's cool. So like as for like personal training, for example, like if they're an employee of mine and I, I give them as many sessions as I, and you know, they're like, I can't, I can't live off of this much. I need more money, um, need more hours, but they're not really putting in the work to promote themselves and to build themselves for their canceling sessions or showing up. Like I can't control any of that kind of stuff, um, but they are working for me and they're expecting more money and they want more per hour. Um, it just, it comes with a lot of drama and expectations. And then if, if I were to fire them or they were to leave, then I have to, my clients, they might have had 30 clients. Now I have to find someone else to replace them. And it's just not a good transition. Now they can set their own rates. Each trainer is worth something different. Some trainers can ask for $40 or $50 an hour. Others probably can't. If you're not showing up and you're calling off, then you're not going to have that many people. If you're not promoting yourself, you're not going to build your clientele. So it kind of falls on them. And if it's not worth their time, they basically fire themselves. Um, So that leaves me out of that part of it too. So it's been nice. Yeah, that's awesome. So what would you say to date would be like the biggest obstacle or most significant challenge or setback that you have encountered while running your business? So what would you say would be one of your most significant challenges or setbacks um, that you encountered in your time in business? Yeah, what, um, what would you consider as your most significant challenge or setback that you encountered while running your business? So my biggest, I actually did close the gym down for a month and a half, I think. So we were officially closed. The gym was up for sale. Um, And then I decided to try to make a lot. And I reopened the gym um, a month and a half later. So that was our biggest setback. 
What was the turning point that made you decide to reopen it instead of selling it? Um, so at that point, I was a horrible businessman, I would say. I I had a lot to learn, but um, I was trying to manage two separate facilities at the same time, and really, I didn't have skills to even manage one. And I was going back and forth, and I really wasn't paying attention to anything. So my overhead got pretty crazy. Um, and a few things happened where we lost a lot of members at one time. So we were in the negative, and I basically had to shut down. I didn't really have any other options left. Um, so we ended up shutting down. When I was deciding with my life at that point, I thought, I can do this. Like if I just focus and I and I fix all the things that I know I can change, and also turn around faster than myself. Like if I try to sell, like I already know the business. I just know. I know what I have to go back in and do to fix it. So I reopened and uh, made all those changes, and it's been really good. Cool. Well, I was a member whenever you shut down and I was really happy that you opened back up because as you know, (laughs) there's not a lot of significant gym options in Wellington or close by. Um, So what would you say is your biggest accomplishment or milestone that you're proud of in your small business journey? I would say my biggest accomplishment is just sticking with it and like, and being willing to work on myself and the things I need to do to keep making small improvements. Um, There's times where like you let the business get to you and like you almost hate showing up to work and it's like uncomfortable and it gives you anxiety. Um, And I don't have that anymore. Like I enjoy coming to work. I I'm passionate about it. I, I invest more into myself now and I'm going to different events and doing different things to learn new ideas. And I'm collaborating with other business owners and brainstorming different things. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm proud of becoming a business owner, like finally understanding it better and working on myself. But I love that you keep going back to that because I think that that is such a, pivotal thing for everybody i mean whether you're in business or not like every a lot of the lessons that you've learned along the way that you've touched on you have said yourself you're like yeah i had a lot more to learn like i needed i wasn't a great business owner and like you know i had i shouldn't have been running too much less one and stuff like that and like it's just so like you know, yeah, obviously, like, it sucks to say that out loud and admit that to yourself. But like, it's also such an empowering moment whenever people just take the responsibility and just be like, yeah, I'm not in the position that I need to be in as a person right now. So I need to start working on myself as a person and figure out, like, learn more about this. Or, you know, like you said, like, start investing in your own growth, whether that's going to events, going to um, other like coaches and stuff like that, reading, um, you know, uh, into whatever topic and stuff like that. Um, I think a lot of time people don't understand that when they don't work on themselves and like deal with their own like 
shortcomings, that is what is actually hindering their business. And, um, you know, like personal, you need to work on your personal self also, not just your business owner self. And I see you doing that all the time and it's super cool. Um, so that's super awesome. And I'm really proud of you for doing that and acknowledging that, you know, like you are the root of most of the problems in your own business as all of us are. So um, biggest learning things too. Like when I shut down, I was in a bad spot, depression. And like, I felt like, like, that's when I realized, like, I need to take ownership for myself. Like everything that happened, even though you can point fingers and blame other people for certain things, it, in a way, everything that happened was all my fault. Like either I didn't have good boundaries. I didn't have good structure. I didn't have good management skills. I didn't have whatever. Like there was a lot of different things that piled on top of each other taking ownership in that and what am I going to do about it now like I need to fix that and I I also struggle with ADD and so me being organized in the office and staying um, I just started doing time blocking just a month ago and that's helped a lot like keeping myself organized and what I'm supposed to be doing every day at each hour Um, I never had that and so like even right now I'm still improving Fascinate sometimes or I put off things for a long time and then at the very last second I'll bust it all out but I need to do a better job of of my office stuff but um yeah learning all of that stuff you know I love time blocking I recently I think I started trying to do more time blocking about three months ago and um on the days that I actually do it, I am so efficient and so productive. But like you said, there's always room for improvement. My wife has been trying to tell me to do this for years, and I've just ignored her the entire time. And so <laughs> I, I decided to pay a coach to tell me the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's made it's made a huge difference. Like even even I did it like a couple weeks ago, and even just going back to that from a couple of weeks ago and what am I supposed to be doing today? And I would go back and look at that, but it's helped me out a lot. Just even with my anxiety, cause I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Cause I feel like my anxiety, anxiety will spike when I'm sitting there knowing I should be doing all this other stuff, but I can't think of what, or, or, you know, I you just get overwhelmed there. looking yeah. at the list. And with time blocking, even when like you in your time blocking is your personal time. If it's, you know, if it's journaling or meditating or just relaxing or working out, like now I can enjoy that time more because it's in my time blocking. Like that's my time before I would be sitting there with wasted time thinking I should be doing something else and I'm not doing anything at all except for worrying. So I can even relax more now that I'm more organized. Yep. I agree with that. So um, we're going to start to wrap this up here. And as we get out of here, do you have any advice for any aspiring entrepreneurs or, you know, even just like business owners that are already in business and you just like, if, if there was one piece of advice that you wish that somebody would have told you before? Yeah, I feel like the biggest wake up call for me is don't be afraid to go connect with other business owners. Like, don't feel like you have to do it all yourself. Like when I started the gym, I never talked to a single gym owner at all. Like I didn't, I just kind of did everything myself. I always felt like everybody in Lorain County was my competition and I can't go talk to them. And they're like the enemy. 
they're not like every we all want to help each other out and like we all have been through the same stuff the first time like i wanted to give him a hug because i was like he understands me the first person in my life that actually understands what i'm going through and it's it's not just gym owners it's business owners like business owners most people you talk to are not going to understand what you're going through so don't be afraid to go out and make connect and hire a coach or a business consultant or somebody to kind of get you on track. Um, it, it's at first when you're a young business owner, it sounds scary and it's expensive, but that money is going to come back to you. Like it's going to be worth it. You're going to avoid some really big mistakes. Um, I would say that would probably be the number one thing is connecting with other business owners that's already been through it and they can help you avoid stuff. I agree. I am pro collaboration over competition because there is enough mouths to feed in the world that we can all do well. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the small business exclusive club or the small business club exclusive podcast with Anthony Pryor and Kate Shipman. Our special guest today is Joe Bachmore and we do not have commercials on this podcast, but if we did, you know, it might be like to stop out at inner to try. There's tons of classes, there's dance classes and spin and such like that. And, um, you know, but we don't have commercials on here. So um, we're just going to wrap it up and say subscribe and uh, join us next week. Thanks for joining us, Joe. I super appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Bye.